0: Oh, hello, everyone. How are you doing today? Happy Friday! It is January twenty second. It is my wife I'm gonna call her my wife. We're getting married in the next couple of days, but I want to. It's her oldest's birthday. Uh, happy birthday, Ada! January twenty second. She is twelve years old today. So give people a couple minutes to hop on. We'll uh, we'll do the normal jam. This is the REI Courage. Podcast episode 11. Didn't even know if we would get past, uh, you know, 10, but we're here at number 11 and had, uh, you know, that entrepreneurship journey had a curveball. Our guest, uh, our guest had to push back till next week. So we will have Patrick Brown on next week. And this week, I figure I just, uh, I'm starting a new venture with G H R E A Invest. And one of the, one of the parts of the, coming on board process. And we'll roll that out over the next couple of weeks as well, what that looks like for me and our company. And, um, part of that process was getting interviewed for bio and what everything looked like. And so I got to go through my past for past, well, since I was born basically, and really got to do some, some insights and got some real, uh, got some more understanding about how my journey in real estate unfolded. And I figure, you know, the world always provides the the perfect opportunity. So why not share my own story? Um, I know the first episode I did, I gave a bunch of reasons why I launched this and why I'm getting back into the, you know, real estate and starting the consulting company and um, starting to get back into the, starting to get back into the field of, Doing deals, um, looked at one this morning. Working on a twelve unit with our six unit with a uh, with a local investor as well. And we can we can make something work. Working on my mic as well, so let's make sure that's working. Speaker, mic, mic. There we go. All right. So wanted to give people an opportunity to hop on. If you're on, say hey, hi, like, comment. Um, this one I'm gonna start going through my story and if you guys have questions, if anything pops up that you guys would like to ask more questions on feel free to, we've got, I'm going to, you know, do typical 45, 60 minutes and just go through my story and, you know, kind of put it all out there as far as how my journey to this point is. Um, And, you know, just fully upfront, honest. And so one of the things I'm also working through is I have an inner ear infection, so I can't really hear anything out of this ear and this ear is muffled. So, um, just if you can hear me and everything sounds good, give me a thumbs up, give me a hell yeah, give me a hey, I'm here. Um, I know I got a couple people watching, so we're three minutes in. I'm going to get started. So, My journey in real estate really started, and I don't remember the exact date, but it's anywhere between 15 to 17 years ago. I remember it like it was yesterday, though. I was living in a duplex in Troy, Illinois with my, with my wife, my first wife, my ex-wife, and I saw a infomercial come on the TV and that infomercial, some of you may or may not know was Carlton sheets. He came on promoting, Hey, you can do real estate with none of your own money and buy my course. And it's awesome and do this. And, and I sat there and I watched it and I remember it like, like I said, it was yesterday. I got done watching that infomercial and I called my dad. And I don't remember if it was that late at night or it was the next day and I said, dad, I know what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. This was when I was, let's see, I'm gonna be 39 in April. I would have been 23, 24. I said, I'm gonna do real estate. And I don't remember what hit with me or why that was, but it was just a overwhelming sense of like, yeah, like that's it. And now, saying that and actually executing that were a couple different things. So at the at the time I was reconnecting and disconnecting power for Ameren, um, a subcontractor for Ameren. So I was the guy that would go out and and uh, hey, Mike, thanks for the like, glad you can hear me. Um, I was the guy that would go out and I would turn power off and I would reconnect power. And that lasted about six months of me cutting people's power off before I realized that wasn't my jam. Um, I was not the guy like if you didn't pay your bill and you get you got a side of beef in your freezer and you're complaining about that like you deserve to get cut off cuz you know when your power gets disconnected for 20 bucks and you got 900 priorities right I was struggling with dealing with the actual cutting people off of like the single moms it was almost winter it was anyway so I ended up doing that shifting into just the reconnecting and I was driving already all over St. Louis so I was actually, I was like, you know what? One of the things I started going to networking events, one of the things that I started doing was driving for dollars before I even knew that's what it was called because I was all over St. Louis. I was already driving. Hey, by the way, if you guys know some of those people, great bird dogs as far as bacon properties. Um, but I would, I would like that was the thing at the networking event. They're like, hey, if you find bacon properties, write them down. I was like, hey, I'm already doing that. So I would write them down and then wouldn't know what to do with them. Didn't have any experience, didn't have any, um, any knowledge base, didn't know anything besides write down vacant properties. So I did that for a while, um, wrote down vacant properties, tried to do it, went to networking events. I was in like the epitome of the, what the new people experience of analysis paralysis, like the stuff that really didn't require going outside of my comfort zone, I was able to do. The stuff that required you to actually put yourself out there and like make offers and talk to sellers and like skip trace and cold call, not my jam at that point. So I worked that for a little while, started getting deals or not deals, started getting vacant properties, but didn't know what to do with it. So ultimately what ended up happening, I got frustrated and I ended up getting a new job working for um, a company called... U.S. Cellular. Still working full time, still knowing I wanted to do real estate, but really not knowing where that was going to head. So I started working for the cell phone company, got really deep into that, continued my education, my online education. I was doing things like I knew I wanted to do real estate. So I was doing whatever I could to stay connected to that in my spare time, but not really doing anything that was going to be an income producing activity and actually get a deal done. And so i worked for us cellular um started as a started as a sales rep got promoted to store manager in like a month ended up being an area manager within a year running 10 locations for them was really doing well um and then the company if you guys know about us cellular in st louis they disappeared and so i was at a turning point the i worked for an agent for them and the company actually said hey we would like to offer you a job of running to corporate locations instead of the 10 that you were running for this agent, we'll offer you two locations and you can, you can run that increase in pay, increase in like responsibility, increase in like benefits. Like it was a legit promotion. And I said, no, I think I want to make this real estate thing, make a go at it, make a run for it. And so at that time I was also in conversations with a mentor, um, I'll put that in air quotes, a mentor. Um, I was so hungry to make this happen that I got myself involved with a guy that for all intents and purposes, I'm not going to label him a con man, but there are people out there that understand that people will be so desperate. They will pretty much do anything to get what they want. That desperation people can smell it and some people will be repelled by it and not want to deal with that or work with those people. Those are normally the higher level people because they understand the interaction that that causes. He was not one of those. What ends up happening, and I I have this conversation with my clients now, is what ends up happening and what happened to me was when you're so desperate, when I was so desperate to do real estate, I was willing to put up with being treated like crap. I was willing to do whatever it took in order to get those deals done. I was willing to do whatever it took, not knowing that really I wasn't willing to do whatever it took on my own. I put myself in a position where I brought somebody into my life that was a taker. And that's the conversation I've had with, with my clients and I've had with you know people that are really service service-minded. If you feel you have to provide something in order to get something back, you're going to attract people that are actually going to take first. And so instead of working a dynamic where it's give and give and you both elevate, I brought somebody into my life that just took and was able to manipulate things in a way that I basically worked with him and for him for about three years and made no money. And when I say no money, meaning I was actually living off of, because this I, I also brought my dad into the mix with this, lived off of his money. And to to give you guys an idea of how this works, like real estate isn't always fun and games. Real estate isn't always like making massive amounts of money until you get to that point where you realize you can do it. You can have that mindset. You know that you bring support in, in the right way. And basically just an example of how this operated with him is we bought a property on his recommendation for about 20 to 25 grand. And the property was trash. It was not like I know the property. I'm aware. I've kept an eye on the property since then because we had to sell it um, after we stopped dealing with this guy and at the time my dad had to sell it. Like he paid the money, he paid it. It was like 20, 25 grand and we ended up selling it. He had to bring about 3 grand to the table in order to sell it a couple years later. And we actually put money into the property at that point, but it was in such bad condition like the liens, the taxes, like we didn't take care of the property. It was it was a bad deal, right? It was a really bad deal. Deals gone wrong. Like, this is an example. I could make a case study for it. But it's a learning lesson. Like, and here's what happened is I started doing research on the property after we separated from the guy, and it actually was to cover a loss from another investor he was dealing with, not realizing that at the at the time. But the, what I did learn, and that's just it, is in this process we're gonna stumble, we're gonna fall, we're gonna hit roadblocks. I like, I look back and I may not have understood the lessons at that time. I may not have understood like how it got me to a point where it became so painful that I had no choice but to heal and like learn and and so that mentor, um, like I said, during that time, about in the middle of that, I also. My first wife, I had our first child. And a year after that, I had gotten divorced. This was all in the same three-year process of being with this guy. And it was because like I was not happy with myself. I was not, I was willing to be be taken advantage of. I was willing to put myself and it was all my choice because I was not happy with who I was. And I was trying to find, I was trying to find that validation. And I was trying to find my worth outside of myself in real estate, outside of myself with this mentor, outside of myself in everything I was doing. And ultimately I lost, lost my wife. I lost, you know, lost any income. I lost a whole bunch of stuff. And at the end of it, when I left this mentor, because my lawyer at the time with, you know, (laughs) with the divorce said, look, man, you don't have any income. You don't have a job. You don't have anything. You're, you're, the judge is going to determine your child support based on how you're living and you need to have some sort of income to actually have him base it off of. Otherwise, he's going to make a judgment and you're probably going to end up paying a whole lot more than if you even have like a minimum wage job. So you need to go get something, something recordable. So I had that conversation with the mentor and this is how, you know, it's toxic is when I left, he assaulted me. Um, and so that was a whole thing. But. That process, I could have quit. I could have stopped. Ultimately, what happened is I actually went and I worked. Oh, during that time as well, I got my realtor's license. I actually passed my test, my my pre-test, when my baby was in when my baby was being born in the hospital. Like I, while those thirty-six hours of labor, like I was doing my test. I was testing. I was, you know, I was all that and passed. And so I got my realtor's license and I worked. You know that for four years. Um, didn't do any deals with it. Um, I made offers, but I got it strictly to do MLS and help facilitate short sales for another investor. Um, but yeah, was a realtor for four years. So if you're seeing a theme, it's, hey, I can do a lot of the stuff that gets me up until the doorstep, right? And so I was doing all that. I ended up working for a title company after I left um, this mentor and got my producer's license, started out as a courier for them. Um, But really got kind of to start understanding the back end title work, like how processes work, understanding the dynamics inside a uh, title company office and how those, you know, they work. And FYI, title companies never operate proactively. It's always, oh, my God, we have this closing in in a week and we have a bunch of stuff to do. Just FYI. Um, there's a couple good ones out there since then, but like that was the back end that I saw. This one worked really well with investors. Um, it was, it was a great title company. Like one of my, one of my wife's are actually my wife's best friend, you know, her, one of her kids. Um, we have, they shared class. I worked with her there over a decade ago and like, we're still friends now and I'm, you know, hopefully we're going to facilitate a deal here shortly, but like, that's the type of stuff. It's, it's, if you're in it for long enough, you start accruing relationships, you start accruing value, you start accruing things, regardless of how good it is or bad it is, you're going to make connections. You're going to start doing this. I'm dealing with, you know, I'm talking to investors that when I was with that guy for three years, I started making those relationships at that time. And we even we even talk about it still um, not to like reminisce, but like, man, do you remember how different it is now? Like how, how much we've missed. But so long story short, start with the title company and was working with the title company for three years, got my, got my license, started making connections, always like working, like, okay, how do I get into real estate? I was always in my head, always knowledge-based. And so for those new people that come on, like understand it, it can sometimes take a while. Don't quit. Right. And so what ended up happening, I was three years in and I walk in the day after 4th of July and the title company goes, hey, our underwriter license has gotten pulled. You need to go apply for. I still laugh about it because it was it was insane. Our underwriting license got pulled. You need to go apply for unemployment. And at this time, if you've seen a theme. And this is what I was talking about with you know the person that was doing the interview on Wednesday was. Like I didn't notice this before, but like the company I worked for left St. Louis US Cellular. Then this company like didn't work out. I started working for the title company and they closed. Like I real I was like, man, looking back at it, I might have been a bad apple or like a bad luck charm. But knowing now that's not the case, it just was preparing me for where I'm at. So title company, they close. And I had just gotten divorced. I had left that mentor, um, and it was one of those. It was like, okay, oh my god, what am I going to do? So, at that point, I wasn't secure enough in who I was. I knew what, like, what I was good at at that time was selling, selling myself, which was weird because um, I didn't believe in myself. I didn't have that self worth. I had a lot of self doubt, but I was really good at talking, um, which has Served me till today, um, but I went back to selling cell phones. And it's interesting when you look back, all these synchronicities, all these things. I actually went into a cell phone company and was upgrading my phone, and they had a job a sign that said, "Hey, we're hiring." And I was like, "Oh, like you guys hiring like managers? What are you guys hiring?" And so I ended up by default. Having a conversation with this company and I got hired on it as an assistant manager, something for that income, like we talked about, and ended up becoming a store manager before I got out of training and worked there for about three years and realizing that, you know, through this process as well, three years is about the mark where things shift um, for my life. So three years I worked with them, opened some stores, brought some uh, brought some stuff from the brink um, in regards to their companies, but always, always still was... What can I do next? What, how do I get back into real estate? What's this going to look like? Um, but it was always one of those where I was on the outside looking in. Didn't feel like I was good enough. Didn't feel like I had the ability. Didn't feel like I had the network. Didn't feel like I was gonna, I was gonna be able to make it. I was just my story was I was this guy that was never like was always going to dream about doing real estate deals. I had run projects with that mentor. I had run project management. I had done been a part of a couple, like dozen, couple dozen rehabs, um, ran property management forum for a year um, made a bunch of offers as a realtor, but never something that I actually like could say that I could have done on my own or without the help of others, realizing, you know, now that it's always going to be with the help of others, the support of others, but you can be a driving force. And so, Did the the cell phone thing, Um, ended up working, getting a job selling airplane parts, never sold a plane part in my life, didn't know anything about plane parts. Really, really interesting that you can hire somebody to sell airplane parts, which is an FAA requirement to, like, you have to sell the right part. There's a difference when you sell, like, my fiance, my wife, sold car parts for three years with advance. If you sell the wrong part in a car and it goes wrong you're on the side of the road. If you sell the wrong part in a plane engine and it goes wrong, people can die. And that was a responsibility that I took on and I had, and the company was okay doing that. So um, took about a six month learning curve, but the whole time was talking to people. Um, I had talked to a couple people about partnering and like while I was still working my job, they would like be bird dogs and nothing ever came to fruition. And what started shifting for me around that time, I really, really started understanding that I wanted to be in real estate, but I wasn't. And I hated my life, not just for that, but I hated my life. And I hated who I was because I was so attached to this dream that if I didn't feel that the people around me and my world and like how it needed to operate for me to be successful, it was everyone else's fault. It was so uh, like, I was, I was, I was upset I was petulant I was like a little spoiled child and that was about 7 years ago when it really started to to hit me that the conversations I was having with my long-term um, relationships like it ended up being the same one and after like 11 12 years of just being in long-term relationships I was realizing I was having the same arguments with different people I was the cause when I was realizing that I Um, I had to, (laughs) I was in, I was imparting like shame on my kids because I was so mean to them in regards to like how they were behaving that I was doing the same thing my alcoholic stepdad was doing. And so Bryson, Bryson Duvall, he shared on here a couple weeks ago, like the first thing for you to really start succeeding in life is to heal first. And so what ended up happening around that time, I realized I was the one that is determining and having an impact on my world. And I started going into I went through 12, 12, uh, the 12 steps, adult children of alcoholics. I started doing the emotional work. Um, they call it the inner work. And I was also starting to get this. I was starting to life coach at that time um, after I got a couple years under my belt just because I realized like I wanted to I started knowing so much so much about why I was operating. I knew I could help other people as a way of that 12 step to kind of get back. And so I was facilitating that. I was, um I was life coaching at that time while I was also working a, working a full-time job and then also trying to get back into real estate. And what I understood and looking back now, um that fire never left that fire for real estate and like to do deals and the passion and like, to have an, have that work never left. It wasn't a matter of if, it was a matter of how and when. And when it's like that, if you can hold on to that for long enough, when my first success principle is don't quit. And when people say don't quit, that's what it means for me. It means don't let go of that that vision that you have and you want for your life. Eventually it will work itself to work itself out. For me, it worked itself out because it got so painful not to have that, that it shifted me into moving towards it. And so, um, how that kind of worked is there was a, there was a program called Landmark Forum and I started going into that. I went through the forum and they, they helped shift me in ways of like, Hey, you can, you can create your own destiny. And like mentally I understood that, but it was one of those like foo-foo, like, yeah, that's bull crap. Um, But it started shifting. And so I was still selling airplane parts at that time. And I went through the landmark forum. And one of the things that came up was I went through the advanced class and the inner work and like healing myself. I was so intent because I realized going through the landmark forum, one of the things that really hit me was I was having such a negative impact and a toxic impact on my my surroundings and my world without even knowing it, what shifted for me in that moment was what kind of impact could I have if I actually tried? What kind of impact could I have on my surroundings, my people in my life, the people I'm meant to work with? What kind of impact could I have if I actually made it intentionally good? If I actually worked um, if I actually worked to have a positive impact in the world? And realize where i'm not having a great impact i can improve and i can get work to get better and i can do it and part of that process for me with the landmark forum was i put my four months notice in at the company and i said i don't know how this is going to work i don't know where i'm going to end up it was let's see august so work it back it was april it was it was almost my birthday i guess and i gave them a four month notice and i said i'm going to put in four months i'm going to leave in august i don't know what it looks like i don't know but i know i don't want to leave you guys because they had just lost a couple salespeople. i don't want to leave you guys abandoned um since i was the highest trained guy at that point i don't want to leave you abandoned i want to give you guys time to like backfill and have some people and actually train them because it does take a minute to learn airplanes um, but i want to lean i want to move towards real estate and i want to move towards like something productive. I knew I had to make a drastic change in order to start having a drastic impact on my life. And I put that four month notice in. Long story short, for a previous year I had been starting to save money for our own house. We were living in Granite City at the time and she, Tamara had gotten a job and I was working that job and I we were gonna buy a house and we bought one in South County and we closed on that house in June knowing that i was going to be having a new job didn't have any prospects at that time in august and so someone i had used a referral for a mortgage broker and somebody had reached out to me that i used to know and they said hey um you know you're gonna use our guy and you're gonna use him because you know we'll take care of you and i said this is an investor in st louis um national trainer you know great great guy and he's i said hey this was June, or well, this was right before we closed. So this was probably May. And I said, hey, what would it look like for us to work together? My gut's saying, hey, talk to you about it. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know what that's going to mean. But hey, what does it look like to work with you? And he said, talk to my acquisition person. I went through probably a two and a half week, three week process of following up with her. Um, Alyssa Rispoli, you're, you you were amazing. You basically put up roadblocks and made me, made me chase it and not chasing, but you definitely made sure I was serious about it. Um, and so I went through that process. And in August we started together. I started working in real estate. I had about we had a couple grand in savings. We had just bought a new house, which increased our payment. Um, didn't know how I was going to make make bills. Didn't know how we were going to make this work. I came in with enthusiasm. I was like, "Yes, I've got support now. We're definitely going to make this work." I'm not worried about it. It's gonna happen. Long story short, four months later, still didn't have a deal. Was uh, driving for dollars, cold calling, but I didn't believe I could do it still. And it wasn't until wasn't until that shift uh, started started getting into the moment of cold calling. Like I had to get myself up over that. Had to you know get myself to a point where I could even talk to somebody. I couldn't you know I couldn't talk to somebody over the phone. I couldn't make an offer. Couldn't even get like a walkthrough, but learned and for knew, knew deep down something in my gut said, look, this is part of the process that you're going to have to learn in order to improve and do what you're going to need to do in this, in this industry. And I said, okay. So started making cold calls in front of them, started getting better at the phones. Um, we went through a training for John Martinez, which by the way, like if you're looking for sales training one of the best sales trainers out there if you're looking for marketing training um different ways to market different ways to you know get get leads two day blueprint the company i used to work with um with alyssa and palliser great great marketing company um, generating leads like i've never seen anybody's mind work that way Um, definitely great so over the course of two and a half years working with them started also training um other investors Started getting deals done. Started learning how to negotiate. Started really diving into human psychology for myself as well, um, because I knew that was going to help with my clients. That I was life coaching on the side, um, and really just started started actually facilitating deals and getting them closed. And you know, learning the title work on the back end and learning how to structure deals went from like making all cash offers to starting to make offers with you know. Owner by contract and selling stuff on the mls and learning how to facilitate you know seller financing and learning and just learning that process as i went with each step being hard in the beginning it it feels it feels almost like it's an adversity learning the process right and it may be hard initially but it's because we believe there's a roadblock there and when there's a roadblock it's initially difficult. And then we learn the skill. We learn it enough to overcome that roadblock and then that roadblock falls away and that roadblock isn't there anymore. And it's, it's easier and it facilitates it much better and you can move forward. And so learned how to do that and ended up having a conversation, um, in the beginning of 2020, actually pull that back in the summer of 2018, there'll be a theme if you haven't noticed one of the things that i really wanted to shift as well not just the john martinez training but i have i'm big on coaches i'm big on mentorship i'm big on big on not just the exterior game and the techniques and the strategies it's the inner game as well there has to be for me a balance of that that business and mental game and the inner game and the emotions or you're going to you're going to hit that ceiling. And I've shared this multiple times. You're going to elevate to a point where you don't understand why you're starting to self-sabotage. And so that for me was really big. And I met I uh, I started working with a coach out of California who was all about the game. Like you didn't even promote like I didn't even know what I was signing up for at the time. I just knew it was different and I knew it wasn't about strategies. I knew it wasn't about techniques. Um, it was about emotional maturity it was about emotional awareness it was about being self-aware um one of the big things you know bryson talked about a couple weeks ago was like that self-awareness of not just you're not doing something but why are you not doing it what is the motivation that keeps you because we all we procrastinate it initially had service for us at some point it initially served a purpose it may not anymore but it became a habit and so we have to shift that and so that was that was really what that coach started training. And then I signed up with another coach local in St. Louis, Mike Kitko, had him on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and he started shifting my understanding about making money and about my worth around it and about just making money doesn't – like I always had associated in the past, making a buckload of money was greedy because that's what I was trained, you know, grew up in a in a, you know, religious household. It was – money was bad or money was, makes you greedy or the love of money is the worst thing in the world. And so realizing if I've mentioned it before, belief stacking, if I believe that I'm not worth anything and I believe that money makes you more of what you are, then why would I give myself more money to just feel like more shit? Like it's not going to help. Right. And so at that point I don't make more money that's how it works. Right. And so the shift that I had was, no, let's start making money. So made some good money in 2019. Um, but I didn't believe I deserved it at that point yet still. And so one of the things that happened is had a conversation of that basically things shifted in the business and I felt the direction wasn't where it needed to go. And I wanted to basically go more towards rehabbing and, and holding rental property and you know, Allied was more of wholesaling, which is fantastic. They have their business model. Um, And that's the thing in this business as you keep moving forward and you start approaching things from that win-win and like it needs to be a fit, there's no animosity. There's no, you know, there may be sadness, there may be some, you know, mourning in the process of separating, but there's no animosity. It's like, and that was, you know, part of that process for me was if you're doing what's right for you, and it's a win for you then if it's not a win for me then it doesn't it doesn't work and it same vice versa if I'm doing something that's a win for me and it's not a win for you then us working together isn't a good fit so I decided to start working with another company did did projects with them and they shifted did a bunch of projects did a great project up in O'Fallon um it, it was a great rehab biggest one I've ever been a part of um you know and sold it to a great company, bought it, you know, provided service for this guy and ended up, they started shifting to strictly wholesaling as well. And so at that point, that was October and it hit that, okay, what do I want to do? What does this need to look like? And I look back and what came to me was in this process over these years, because I've done, I've been doing real estate, I've been doing life coaching on the side. I've been doing the inner work. I've been dealing, seeing things, operating on that inner game and noticed or felt now that I'm actually in this zone and starting to work it and starting to really help people, realizing that this is this is a movement and momentum has been coming for a while. And I just haven't had my eyes open to it. And a lot of people are starting to open up of the inner game. And the techniques and strategies, they go hand in hand. And the more your self-worth increases, the more your net worth increases, the more your synergy increases, the more that you're able to facilitate collaboration, the more you're able to facilitate deals, the more you're able to to do these things in the business. It's a holistic approach. It's It's a, what ended up happening and the reason, one of the things was, i was so focused on the inner game i wasn't wasn't stepping outside of that as we talked about as kind of the theme you guys saw of i wasn't going up against my zone of comfort i was i was staying in it right and so the more what hit me in october and has hit me over the past year and a half two years as i was going through this inner journey game was like putting yourself out there i was basically for all intents and purposes i was working behind the scenes to stay safe. I was working, I was working for other people under the guise, for me at least, and the story I was telling myself, I was working for myself, but that wasn't how it was. I was hoping, praying, like desperately wanting someday what I wanted would come true. And so that's that's been a shift that I've experienced for the past, you know, four or five months. And so now I'm at a point where like facilitating deals, talking to people, talking to sellers, talking to buyers, networking, um, putting myself out here on a podcast, interviewing other investors and like giving them a platform to really like express themselves and, and talk about not just their techniques and strategies and how they're making money, but like lessons like Yolanda and Bryson and, you know, Adam Cruz, who has a, a huge brokerage and is doing 500 transactions and like the personal growth in his journey and Connor who like that's impact. And that that was the shift that I had a while back that I was talking about of how can you have an impact intentionally and positively? And that's what I've continued to work towards. And that's really When I started that shift of working on the inner game, it started helping me understand that the more like that, that old Zig Ziglar quote of you really get what you want in life. The more you can help other people get what they want in life is becoming rings more and more true every day because it's not a matter of for me, at least it's not a matter of the money. The money's coming. The money is coming. The money has come. The money is there. Money's flowing all around us. It's a matter of the question that really hit me and really kind of led to this podcast today. The question in the interview on Wednesday was, what do you want your tombstone to say? And (laughs) it was funny in the interview cuz we were talking and the lady's like i'm really glad you understood that question cuz i've had people that were like well i'm just going to be cremated i'm going to have a tombstone but what really came up for me and that impact conversation was part of it but it became become a better version of yourself every day like i worked once i realized the impact negative impact or toxic impact or just making everyone's life around me miserable because I thought it needed to look a certain way. Once that shift happened, it started not becoming about me. It started becoming what could come through me to do things, to impact the world, to help other people, to serve while still honoring myself. And it's, it's a game. It, it it really is because the, I wanted to, I wanted to make sure I knew how to phrase this properly, but it's really, it's really become something of fun. It's really become something uh, of more than myself. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know where this is going to go. I've got people that are asking me about, you know, I'm talking to buyers and they're asking me about like, Hey, what's up with that podcast? Like, okay. Hey, you interested? Like, people want this right so it's not about us sellers want to be helped sellers want an answer from somebody that can they can feel comfortable with moving through the transaction with them that they feel seen that they feel like they're not being judged when i went through my divorce i lost my house to foreclosure So I understand how sellers feel. I didn't lose it actually to foreclosure. I was losing it to foreclosure and somebody bought it as a short sale. So I've been through that process. Not a lot of people, not a lot of investors will say that. Not a lot of investors can say that. Right. But for the new people, for the people that want to quit, but believe this is what they ultimately want to do. You can. This is the this is the shadow side. This is the side that people don't really promote. This is the side that. This is the side that is the human component. This is who your sellers are. Right. These are the people that are trying to make the best in life and don't know how to navigate it to the best of their ability. They They do. The best they can with what they have available. So they either don't have the knowledge, they either don't have the skill set, they don't have the tool set to effectively take care of what they need to do with that house that we're looking to buy. So that's really my my uh, jam, 45 minutes almost. So I see there's a couple people on. Does anybody have any questions, any comments, any concerns, I mean, I'm back out there JV with wholesalers, um, you know, connected buyers, you know, going out there getting getting stuff. Again, it feels really good to look at houses and like start helping people again, on top of building out this, uh, this consulting company, which the biggest thing that the business owners that I'm working with are saying is, it really feels good to build a business the way that I want to build it and give myself permission to do that. Everybody on here that wants to do real estate and is doing real estate and wants to grow to that next level, it is within you without a doubt. So, if nobody's got any questions, if nobody has any comments, concerns, it is Ada's birthday today, so I am going to close this down and I'm going to go wish her a happy birthday again and give her some loving this afternoon and then go pick up my daughter. So I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Thank you for watching. Um, and yeah, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks.